Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, this is Corey DLG, coming at you for a brand new episode of Battle Red Radio. As always, with me is producer Nico. Yep, that's me. Hey, hey, how we doing? You, you having a good day? Uh, yeah, we're doing all right. All right, this is the bi-week edition of Battle Red Radio, so we're just going to touch on some topics around the league, things that we've been covering in the show, and just some interesting stories around the NFL. Um, the first thing we're going to touch on today is an interesting story coming out of the effects of having games in London. This is something that probably doesn't get talked a lot about, but the NFL handles your travel for these guys. Okay? For all of these games, everywhere they go, the teams book hotels and blah, blah, blah. It's all taken care of. Players just told to show up at airports and places at ho- at certain times, and that's really it. Be in the lobby of the hotel at 8 a.m., you're going to get on a bus and everything else is taken care of. Okay, coach, no problem. The Giants were playing the Packers last week in London at 9 a.m., which I'm sure at least some of us watched. Not me, but some of us. The interesting thing is going into the game... <laughs> The Giants punter, who is a native of Scotland, knew that he was going to have issues getting back into the country. Him and his father came over from Scotland on NATO visas at some time in the past. And when he got his job coming out of college into the NFL, he never took care of the... the, He never changed the status of his visa from an immigrant visa to a worker visa. Uh, this isn't a massive deal. Uh, it just causes complications and things of that nature. But right now, it's holding up his return to the United States from London because he's trying to fly back into the States on, essentially on an invalid visa. Now, I don't long-term predict any issues out of this. The NFL, the New York Giants, th- London itself all have some pull here. They're going to get this guy back into the States and playing football, and I don't think it's going to be an issue. They'll probably issue some kind of 90-day temporary waiver. They might even hit him with some fines or something, legally speaking, for for kind of misnavigating the, the process. But when you're here on a NATO visa, you, you typically aren't going anywhere else. Like, you, you have to be here for diplomatic and, and other purposes. So a return to the States is more than likely the outcome that's going to happen there. But it kind of just highlights that this is a massive bureaucracy interfacing machine the nfl in and of itself and also a little bit it touches on just you know hey this is there's an election coming up immigration is going to be an issue immigration's not as cut and dry and easy as people think it is and not even getting into all the different stuff that's happening in the local news or here in texas with the governor and shipping of people and all those things but just the idea that okay this guy works for the nfl He's one of, there's only 32 of these jobs in the world. The Giants should have no problem getting a waiver visa for work specialty, a work requirement visa. He's one of the best punters on the planet. No one else can do what he does. Therefore, his skills are special and unique, and he should be able to get one of those visas, no problem. 
the founder of Fox, Rupert Murdoch, was able to basically buy a visa by promising to invest tens of millions of dollars in the United States. That's a different form of, of immigration that comes up. Uh, Jared Kushner, during almost the entire Trump presidency, spent a lot of his time overseas hitting people up for these investment visas. He would spend a lot of time with Chinese high rollers and Middle Eastern people convincing them to to apply for these visas saying you're going and you basically have to invest like two to four million dollars within the united states within the first year or two of moving over so basically you're promising to come over and start a business of some kind and those visas immediately typically are approved within like 90 days and they and they again there's stipulations involved and all those things but there's all these different types of visas you can get but it just kind of shows how complicated the system can be that even the great mighty nfl can't properly navigate getting their punter on a plane <laughs> i'd like to imagine everyone else is like getting up and getting packed up and they're like all right well see you later man <laughs> he's like my guys have fun <laughs> yeah. see see you guys in a couple days i mean i'm sure I, mean, he, I'm, I imagine he's in a hotel yeah just like, it's not enjoying that he's not himself care on the giant's tab <laughs> he's not slumming it on the streets of london like a mad lad <laughs> Well, and first of all, they don't. They, that's just not what they do. With he, he might even still be at the airport, honestly, like living in a lounge while they wait for this visa issue to clear up, because they don't just let you out and about. Like you have to be in a certain. They have to be able to account for you at all times when you're having a visa issue like this. So yeah. <laughs> he's more likely hanging, he's at a hotel, just hanging out in the hotel, like doo, 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 doo. kind of, probably, yeah. Um, Twiddling his thumbs, and even then, it's on the NFL. It's on the NFL's dime. Yeah, and they even they actually knew going out there that more than likely he would have trouble getting on a plane to come back in. So they had started working on it prior to all of this. It just kind of highlights the complexity of this issue that is so much more than just what you hear in the catchphrases and the talk lines. Immigration is this massive complex machine that has been made wildly difficult and incredibly complicated. And when you find out like how other countries handle our immigration um, interactions. So, like, the United States limits how many visas and stuff people can get per country. Uh, so, like, Ecuador can get 100, and Guam can get 2,000. And, like, it's based on different things, and it moves around all the time based on diplomatic relations and, and whatever crisis or situations are happening in those countries. But, but it's a set, finite number every year. And when you find out that, okay, some countries handle that by have a waiting list, some countries have it by, like, I hate to say it this way, but essentially you pay your way onto the list, and the more you pay, the higher up the list you go. Some places just have a straight-up immigration lottery. You, you're you one of the 2,000 names that got drawn this year. You're going to be immigrating to the United States. When you hear stuff like that, what you think is, this is a mess. Like, this whole thing is crazy. Why aren't we doing something a little bit more, there's got to be a more sophisticated, easier answer to this. And when are people going to no. actually sit down and do something about this instead of just making it all a mouthpiece issue? But literally, the punter for the New York Giants can't fly home this weekend because he is Scottish and he never changed his visa status after he got drafted into the NFL. And, like, I want to blame him, but also, like, the same thing applies. It's like, could he even have changed it and been fine? It's like, maybe not. <laughs> Right, and who knows, like, maybe after he got drafted, he did go to change it, and it's been a three-year process of him doing paperwork and stuff. I know several immigrants of different, you know, legalities and varieties, and some of them it's really easy, and some of them it's not. Um, 
I, I know a family that's from Argentina, and they have a. They were all excited. They brought over one of the guy's brothers, and he came over on a just a tourist visa. But a tourist visa is six months. It's <laughs> a long time. You're, you're you're touring for six months. Like <laughs> it's the optimistic touring. <laughs> By all means, spend as much money in the United States as you can. I just I find it interesting when they the way we do things. I find it all very kind of unique. So yeah, I don't know if you could even change it over from a NATO visa to a, a work visa. I don't know. That's not something that we've ever even kind of encountered. You know, our dad had a, had an immigration issue very shortly after graduating college, but he was also married to an American citizen, and there was a really easy kind of process for that. Um, and also that was in the 80s before they changed it up again. So it's tough to say. I don't know. I have no idea what what you're even capable of moving over from a NATO visa. But I have to assume that between the NFL, the Giants, NATO, and London, they're going to get this guy on a plane in the next couple days. How funny is it? Like, this is the rest of his season. Like, he just never comes back. <laughs> the Giants have to go do do try. Well, and here's one thing. The Giants did not hold tryouts today or yesterday for a punter. The second they hold tryouts for a punter is when we all know that their punter's not coming back in time. They've got a game... I don't know if they're off or not this week. I didn't even think to look at that. But they've got a game either this week or next week. So they they are on a time. Typically, when you go to London, you're coming back. You have the bye. So I suspect they would have the bye. That's generally how that works. Yeah, they got to iron out getting their punter back into the United States. They, they got about nine days. <laughs> and if that's not true, they got about three days. So they better figure some stuff out. Plus, he's got to fly back. Like, once it's approved, he's got to get on a plane and actually physically fly back from london that's a that's a day of flying like that's a long 15 14 hours something like that something can you imagine this drags out and he flies back saturday and then he punts sunday like that's that's a rough day like he's still jet lagged he's getting he's he's getting onto the field the rolling out with the suitcase with the pads on yeah he basically like he he and then imagine if they're on the road and so he has to fly back and just meet them in whatever city they're in they're like where you guys at and they're like i don't know yeah. Tennessee, he's we're gonna be great. We're in t- yeah, we're in Tennessee. So when you land in New York, just hop on that other flight to Tennessee. Thanks, coach. Just be on a Thanks, plane coach. for ten thousand years. <laughs> Not my idea of fun. Not my idea of fun. Um, so something to think about. I thought it's an interesting story. I think it's a fun one to remind everybody that yesterday was the last day to register to vote. Um, at this point, everyone should be researching candidates and going out and voting early over the next couple of weeks. Make sure your vote votes count. Everyone counts. Uh, no matter how you feel or who you voted for, you were either thrilled last time or not. And you're either going to be happy or unhappy again. And a lot of that depends on whether or not you go vote. So vote. Uh, while we're sitting here talking about things that are important, let's talk about Asin Law Firm. It's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game and you know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway? You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs, someone who won't just plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has 100 hours of hands-on instruction in a lab learning the sciences used in DWI cases. A lawyer ACS qualified to be designated a lawyer scientist. Because these cases aren't like other kinds of cases. Your positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial. Attorney Brian Asen is a designated lawyer scientist, and the lawyers at Asen Law Firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases. 
Call Asim Law Firm at 832-209-2297. That's Asim Law Firm at 832-209-2297. Or visit DWILawyerHouston.com. Um, there's a lot of stories going on in the news this week. Uh, one that we touched on involving the NFL. I mean, there's even more that don't. There's a lot of news stories, uh, guys. Who would have known? Yeah. The news is big. Um... We touched on, at the end of the Monday Night Football game, that Josh McDaniels' Raiders uh, had a kind of a disappointing end to their game, and Devontae Adams had an even more disappointing end to his night. Uh, as the game ended and he walked off the field, he shoved a guy down, just committed assault on his way off the field. Uh, when it happened, he immediately in the locker room, this did air later after after I after we recorded everything we did, so I want to give him full disclosure here, full credit. In the locker room, after he shoved the guy down, he did start off all of his press stuff with, I want to apologize to the guy. There was some guy running off the field, and he ran, like jumped in front of me coming off the field, and I bumped into him, kind of pushed him, and he ended up on the ground. So I wanted to say sorry to him for that because that was just frustration mixed with him literally just running in front of me. I shouldn't have responded that way, but that's how I initially responded. So I want to apologize to him for that. He also apologized on Twitter. Um, how do you feel about that apology first? Uh, I mean, it's a weak one. It's a weak one. It's <laughs> it's not great because it's never a good thing to be like, oh, you just got in my <laughs> way, basically. <laughs> like, it's it, still not it, a good it's, look. It's... It sounds a lot like he did stuff too, right? Yeah, like oh, you know, he he ran right in front of me, like, like, but yeah, maybe you were just, like getting off the field and you just like didn't want to see like, but I mean, people do it all the time. People misjudge distances. They they question how fast people are going, and they're like, oh, I can just make it right in front of him. I'll just get right in front of him, and then and then it's a little too close for comfort, and you like nudge each other, and you're like, oh, hey, what what the heck, man? Like it happens. Or you just stop walking for a second. You yeah. could just. You're not the most important person on the planet. You could literally just stop walking for two for, for a split second and let the guy go by. Yeah. You you don't have to shove him to the ground like an angry abusive athlete. <laughs> yeah, and like uh you were you were you were telling me off air like he'd end up going to the hospital later with minor injuries. Correct. So according to ESPN, they are saying the victim is a photographer at the Chiefs Raiders game. At the end of the game, he was pushed to the ground, causing injury. He made arrangements for private transport to the hospital for treatment, at which time he called police. The injuries are preliminarily thought to be non-life-threatening. The incident will be investigated by our assault unit detectives. Upon completion, they will coordinate with the applicable city or state prosecutor determining applicable charges. Um, they don't credit anyone with this quote, so... I'm guessing oh Missouri Police Department issued a statement okay so this is Kansas City Missouri's police department saying that the guy he shoved down did in fact go to the hospital and did in fact file a police complaint which I mean like in all fairness yeah that he got shoved to the ground why wouldn't you <laughs> well it's I mean yeah because that is the thing right like this is the thing that we can't stress enough it is assault by the way, the Giants are not off. They are playing a Baltimore at home this weekend. Good job. They got like, so, they got like four days to figure out where he's going to go. <laughs> correct. There's either going to be tryouts on Thursday or he's going to be on a plane. One of the two. 
uh, yeah, so I, I do have a problem with, first of all, his statement. I don't like his apology because his apology really puts the blame on the other guy. He ran in front of me. He jumped in front of me coming off the field, and I bumped into him, kind of pushed him. If you watch the footage, there's no kind of pushed him to it. Devontae Adams looks up at this guy's in front of him, and he shoves him out of the way as though that person does not belong there, as though that person doesn't exist, and that person doesn't deserve respect. That He assaults this person. There's no two ways about that. Now, it's a minor assault. It shouldn't be a huge deal. The Raiders are off this week, so the league is probably going to take a little bit of time. They don't have to do anything until next week at the earliest. Um, the police don't expect an investigation to last longer than one or two days, because like you said off air, the crime's on tape. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty straight. It's going to be real hard to be like, that wasn't me. It's like, yeah. Come on, Shaggy. It wasn't me. Saw me in the shower. It wasn't me. Yeah, it's not going to work this time. It's not going to work. Sorry, Devante. It is you. We, we literally uh, can see you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we watch you walk from the locker room. A camera follows you from the sidelines towards the tunnel. As you're walking towards the tunnel, it shows a guy in Kansas City Red getting walk up in front of you. But again, he's not like like they're not inches apart. Okay, I want to make this really clear. There's clearness between the two of them. Devontae Adams looks up at this guy and it's like, "What are you?" and just shoves him. Um, be mad, be upset, be unhappy, get mad at the call, get mad at the situation, get mad at the coach, get mad at the losing, get mad at your falling down, get mad at whatever you want. But don't disrespect another human being because you can't control your temper. Poor guy. Also, I'd just like to mention, this is just a general tip. Uh, don't assault photographers. It's like the one thing you don't want to do. Don't don't assault news people. Right. Like, <laughs> It's always going to make the news. <laughs> it's just a bad move. I don't really feel like that's... Uh, like, if I were holding a rookie symposium, one thing I wouldn't think I need to tell you... Although I guess I should, it is don't assault media people. Also, don't text them pictures of your special places. Um, but considering that the guy in our final piece for tonight, Brett Favre, did in fact do that while he was with the Jets, he sent a picture of himself naked to one of the media girls in New York. Smart. So, Intelligence. I don't know how first. he. Yeah, I don't know how he thought that was going to end. Um. But I guess this is something we should be telling people. I'm, Just for your own good. Yeah. Like, don't don't disrespect the media people. Yeah. They're like the one people you definitely don't want to do. Because they're the one person with the entire platform of the universe to be like... Because no one's going right. to care you, about your Twitter beef. But you shoved a guy literally on live television. I don't know how you thought this was going to go. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Like, okay, let's say one particular group of people are correct and the media has an agenda all right let's just go down that hypothetical road without picking a side that there's two there's two americas right one america thinks the media has an agenda one america doesn't if you're of the belief that the media has an agenda the last thing you would want to do i would assume is go and attack them directly if you think that all they do is make stuff up you just made yourself the biggest target in the world right yeah it's the way it's one thing to be like, oh, they're being accusatory, and another thing being like, here's a picture of you 
hitting a guy. It's like, those are very <laughs> different things. Here's live footage of me committing a crime in real time yeah. on ESPN, on SportsCenter, and Scott Van Pelt even makes a comment when it happens. Oh, oh, oh. Like, it literally could not be more cut and dry. Um, Not a good look. Yeah, uh, not the smartest move. Not a good look. If you're of those, if you're of the group of people who thinks the media makes stuff up or has an agenda, this is the last thing you would ever want to do, right? Yeah. So when he when he says like a year from now, oh, they just misquoted me, or they're just trying to make me look bad because I knocked over that photographer. And I, I think the only thing I can maybe say is, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do that because it. Man. <laughs> Because it's not even. This is like, a totally. It's not even like he like, like you couldn't even try. Like it's not like he fell over. Like he fell on top of him. Like nothing. He didn't even try and like help him up. He shoved him and like walked past him. Another guy was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I bumped into I don't him. Know. He fell real hard. Yeah, I that, kind I, of pushed him. I didn't. I didn't hit that guy. He he simply he simply ran into me and fell over. That was not my fault. Yeah, totally an accident. I didn't punch that guy. He fell into my hands. I don't... When I... I tell you what, man. The, at first I was like, oh, you issued a statement. And then I read it and I was like, uh... It's not and then I read statement. the guy goes to the hospital. And it's like, mm. Then you read the guy pro- is filing charges and you're like, uh... That apology's not going to cut it. <laughs> the police are looking at looking at his Twitter apology and they're like, no, I don't see a case here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he apologized. We're good. Like if only, if only the Twitter is like the worst place to apologize, anyways, because you already know you're wrong, and they're just gonna hang you to dry, anyways. Well, and like he couldn't find out who the guy was, yeah. or he couldn't stop and just go back. Like, like again, a... he could. There's so many ways that he could have made this better. <laughs> Help the guy up. Ask the guy for his name. Like walk or back let's, with. Let's him. say, let's say you get to the locker room. And then you kind of calm down, and you're like, "God, I can't believe." It. You know what, man? Like that was, that was so out of line. Yeah. You could go back outside. <laughs> That's allowed. Like, yeah. Or like ask someone else and be like, "Hey, do you know who this person was?" I like, I, I shoved them, and I like, I really shouldn't have. Like, there's yeah. tons of ways you could have made this up to him, but like, hey, I I shoved a guy. My bad, dude. <laughs> like that was the, that's basically what the apology was. Yeah, grab one of the runners or one of the locker room attendants and be like, hey, there's a dude right at the edge of the tunnel, right when you walk in. I shoved him over. Um, can you get him and bring him back here so I can talk to him? I owe him an apology. Like, there are a dozen things he could have done that probably would have killed this right off the bat. Instead, um, no, that's not the case. This is, like, so much worse, and it's it's kind of funny. It's a little bit. It's uh, a little bit dramatic. We're gonna wrap it up with a quote right here from Josh McDaniels, who I think is one of the least smart, tactically speaking, people on the planet. Okay, sure. Uh, this guy's made a dozen coaching mistakes on the field of football and get, keeps being called a genius by everyone who's smart. Okay, his his comment is: I support Devontae wholeheartedly as a human being, as a person. He's a great guy. I know that wasn't an unfortunate situation. We obviously don't want any of our guys to be doing anything like that. He knows that. He's very well aware of that. But I know the person. I don't think there was any intent behind it on his part. 
But whatever the NFL asks of us, whatever they need from us, obviously we'll comply. But we're kind of in a wait-and-see situation at this point. This has got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He knows he knows that we don't uh, we don't allow this kind of behavior. He definitely knows that. He's very well aware of it. But he's a good person, even though he did this thing that he knows he's not supposed to do. Like, like, everyone wants to have it both ways in all of these statements. Yeah, they're like, no, I understand him as a person. We support him wholeheartedly. Uh, he did yeah. assault that guy, though. Like, that, why isn't that the discussion here? <laughs> <laughs> why isn't it? Like, the, the statement should just straight up be, obviously, he acted uh, out of character. Um, he did something that's totally inappropriate. And we're waiting to hear back from the NFL. Like, you don't need to say he's a good guy. If someone wants to think he's a good guy, they already do and they already will. The fact of the matter is, it's on tape what he did. Like, it doesn't need to be, you know, there's no couching this because it's not an opinion thing. Like, it's you can just put the clip up. He shoves a dude to the ground. Like, it's not, it's not like there's this interaction of physicality between the two of them. There's one guy trying to do his job and there's another guy shoving him to the ground. What are you talking about? He's a great guy. You can't tell from this video footage of him assaulting another man that, like, he's a he's right. a really upstanding gentleman and that, like, we're in full support of him. Also, Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels have been on the same team for all of four months. I don't need a statement that says I support Devontae wholeheartedly as a human being. As a person, he's a great guy. I don't need that. You're not his pastor. I don't, like... What are we talking about here? Uh, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. And until uh, Josh McDaniels can figure out how to kick extra points when down by one, I don't know that anything he says has any value. Uh, yeah, good for him. I'm glad that I'm glad that he's so smart and talented and skilled. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending. Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the Houston scene. Custom geek parties. Everything from corporate team-building exercises, geek-themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle. Are you in yet? Uh, Also, it's time to trade in your masks for face masks. Load up the hoppers and go to war with your friends. Too hot? Too rainy? Too cold? Splat Zone has you covered. Literally. It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round up the family and get to 11260 Hempstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. 11260 Hempstead, Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Splat Zone is a great, low-impact, family-friendly experience, and if you use their website to make reservations, you can get 5% off by using the code BATTLEREDSPLAT. 5% just right back in your pocket, just for being a loyal listener to our show, and for checking out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Uh, Okay. It's time to get into the meat and potatoes of this here. This is, um, Brett Favre has finally released a statement after weeks of just, are you ready here? He's a victim, and he gave the statement to 
Who do you think he went to to speak his piece about all of this? Fox News. <laughs> yes and no. It's even lower than that. All right. Hit me with it. Brett Favre said he is, this is according to ESPN, said he has done nothing wrong and has been smeared in the media in response to his involvement in a sprawling welfare investigation in Mississippi, according to a statement given to Fox News Digital. Not even real Fox News. <laughs> Not even real Fox News. Uh, the statement says, I have been unjustly smeared in the media. I have done nothing wrong, and it is past time to set the record straight. No one ever told me, and I did not know, that funds designated for welfare recipients were going to the university or me. I tried to help my alma mater, USM, a public Mississippi State University, raise funds for a wellness center. My goal was always, and always will be, to improve the athletic facilities at my university. So I'm not sorry, but they definitely paid me with that government money. Um... $77 million in temporary assistance for needy families were diverted from the poorest people in America's poorest state toward rich and powerful Mississippians. Six people have been arrested, five of whom have already pled guilty to state charges. Brett Favre has not been criminally charged, but is a defendant in a civil lawsuit filed by the state. Uh, his alma mater, Southern Miss, received $5 million in TANF money transferred from the Department of Human Services to a nonprofit and eventually to USM's Athletic Foundation. A volleyball facility, wellness center, was later built on campus. Text messages show Favre pushed for funding for a volleyball facility when his daughter was on the team. State agencies provided the funds to Nancy's News Charity, the Mississippi Community Education Center, which gave them the funds, which then gave the funds to the university, all with the full knowledge and approval of other state agencies. Favre's statement continued, including the statewide institute for higher learning, the governor's office, and the attorney general's office. Okay, so he is saying... The statewide institute for higher learning, the governor's office, and the attorney general's office were in on it. Therefore, he didn't do anything wrong. I was told the legal work to ensure that these funds could be accepted by the university was done by state attorneys and state employees. Mississippi Auditor Shad White, who has investigated the case, disagrees with Favre's recounting of events. Okay, this is, <laughs> this is a good quote here. Obviously, Mr. Favre knew that he was being paid in government funds based on the text. He knew that those funds were coming from the Department of Human Services. He's obviously acknowledged that he needed to repay those funds, too. He has paid back $1.1 million from TAMP funds for speeches White said Favre never made. He eventually paid back the money, but the state is suing him for $228,000 in interest that he did not repay. Favre's attorney, Eric Hirschman, told Fox that Favre never got paid for a no-show appearance, Anyone who has claimed otherwise does not know the true facts. He also told Fox the ex-quarterback instead got paid for doing every radio spot that was requested. Hirschman has not responded to ESPN's request for comments on Favre's involvement and could not be reached Tuesday. The audit also said, oh, this is even messier. The audit also said Prevacus, a company developing a concussion drug in which Favre is the top investor and shareholder, also received TANF funds. Keep oh. in mind... TANF stands for Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. I love this game. Favre's longtime attorney, Bud Holmes, reportedly was replaced on the welfare case last month with Hirschman, a former top lawyer in the Trump White House. 
Hirschman told Axios that Favre had no idea that welfare funds were being used or that others were involved in illegal conduct. Oh, other people broke the law. He didn't break the law. Uh, according to text messages made public in the civil lawsuit, Favre asked, If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Favre continued to press state officials for money even after being told by then-Governor Phil Bryant that misusing public funds could be illegal, text show. According to the state audit, News Nonprofit agreed to a sublease with the university's athletic foundation for a multi-purpose wellness center on the university's campus, which White told ESPN was an attempt to legally substantiate the use of TANF funds. Uh, New was on the athletic foundation's board at the time. New is one of the people who has pled, pled guilty in this case and has exchanged text messages with Favre. In this case, what happened was, okay, well, if we lease this volleyball court using TANF funds, the way we'll justify it is the court will be used as the sort of wellness center for the community, White told ESPN. White said TANF funds were used improperly. Man, so he's just he's just not getting out of this at all. He is dug in. So Brett Favre is dug in. He is saying, now granted, five people have pled guilty. A sixth one is charged. Brett Favre is saying... All these people told him it was totally allowed. He didn't know he was using welfare money. He didn't know that the reason they were using intermediary companies was to avoid the rules of the welfare money. And that his name is being unfairly smeared in the media. Unjustly smeared in the media. Fantastic. Unjustly smeared even though he clearly knows what's happening. <laughs> I guess the first place I would start with this... Is all the text messages are going to, obviously they contradict everything that he's saying right here. Yeah, I mean, like, he's clearly making statements of, like, oh, that never happened, but, like... But they have the text messages that flat out say when someone told him, hey, this could be illegal. So he can't say, I didn't know that we weren't allowed to do this. But no... Like what? I don't know. It's it boggles my mind because it's like, it's not a persecution thing, dog. You did something super illegal. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear somebody say. Okay, here's the thing that blows my mind. If I were him, first of all, I would pay back the money, the interest money, the two hundred eighty-eight, two hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. But more importantly, I would stay as low to the ground as possible right now. I'm not going to make a statement that the media has been unfair to me. Uh, first of all, they haven't been unfair to you because nobody's charged you with anything. The media is just pointing out that you exchanged text messages with the governor on how to steal money from poor people. Yeah, it's not a good look. Not a good look. His... By the way, according to the state audit and the civil lawsuit, Favre's $1.1 million that he got paid for all his appearances was also from the TANF funds. So, and then he also paid back that money. So he can't sit here and say he didn't do anything wrong and that everything he did was cleared by all these people. Uh, it might have been cleared by these people, but that doesn't mean it wasn't wrong, and it also doesn't mean that he didn't know it was wrong because there are text messages that show the conversations are like, hey, we can't just write them a check for this amount because it, it, there's certain rules in place. And the university is concerned of what it, how it might seem, legally speaking. 
I mean, you can't you can't tell me you're in a text. But like Nico, if you texted me sometime and you were like, hey, we're gonna buy this thing, but we are gonna have to have another friend buy it, and we're gonna wire him the money to buy it because it'll look weird if we do buy it directly. I would say we, let's just not buy it then. What are you talking about? That was a plan this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Like, <laughs> uh, listen, I'm all I'm down for all kinds of crimes. The ones I'm not down for are the ones that were I don't understand what we're doing. Like, if we can't just steal it, I don't know why we're doing it. Like, it's like reverse <laughs> Robin Hood. Just take from the poor and give to the rich. Yeah, I, uh, no, I'm okay. I don't want to do that. I, that that one doesn't. It doesn't sit well with me. Uh, what? what are you talking about? You're their hero. <laughs> it is so bizarre to me, this entire case. And we've talked about it a couple times already. But for him to release this statement after, like, weeks of silence, he didn't come out and deny this right away. Which is what I would... If my name is in the media, like, the first time the story broke, I would have said something. Right? Yeah, or gotten a lawyer and said, like, we we're preparing a statement come back to it soon like anything I, anything there, there's nothing I, like, I'm trying to think right now of any sort of situation where I would be like okay with the idea of just laying back quietly while I'm falsely accused of stuff in the media and I, I don't I don't I can't think of a time when that would be okay yeah, especially of this severity. Like, it'd be different to be like, this guy said something mean on Twitter once. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not going to get involved in that. You're right. But if somebody if somebody was like, hey, uh, Corey DLG is accused of uh, committing fraud again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. For like defrauding the American government and stealing millions of dollars from the yeah. poorest state in the nation. Cor- yeah, Corey DLG stole $12 million in welfare from Mississippi. Uh, no, Corey DLG did not. Uh, let's get in front of that today. <laughs> I'll hire a lawyer after I hold the press conference. That's how fast I would want to be in front of that. <laughs> like, I want to be like, I would have questions on day one if I was Brett Favre. I would have been like, where are we getting this? Who's your source? You can't just say stuff about me. Like, that's not fair. Uh, I, I question all of it. Like, no, I definitely did not steal from anybody, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, okay, well, how come you didn't give these speeches on these days? Oh, you're talking about the stuff for the, the work I didn't do. You're talking about the welfare money I stole, allegedly. Right. right. Oh, oh. That's the problem. He can't, he can't speak to the media because the answer to the question is bad. It's not great. It's not looking good. I like that they're suing him for the interest and that apparently it's going to court. I mean, like, hey, got to get it somehow. I, what, I, he can't just pay them the two hundred and twenty-eight grand. Does he think this is where he's drawing the line? I'm drawing the line right here. <laughs> I know you guys think I stole millions and helped facilitate and funnel even more stolen funds. And I know you guys haven't charged me basically because I'm Brett Favre. But I am not going to repay this interest. <laughs> it's a bold thing. Yeah, it's a little bit tough. This, I am, first of all, I don't understand how he hasn't been charged. Uh, it's kind of impressive, right? It's a little bit. Because it definitely seems clear that he is in the middle 
of like all these other people that are being charged have text messages exchanged with him. Like he middlemans, he's the go between. He goes and figure and like he's the one who goes from the university to so and so and all that. Like how do they? How is he not like a primary role player in this conspiracy to steal seventy seven million dollars? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how he got into his head that like he was not involved in this at all. <laughs> especially yeah, when, especially when everyone is... else has already been like, "Yeah, you got us." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Nico. If if Nerdthug Radio had a team of nine people, and then we were accused of committing a crime, and allegedly, seven allegedly. of those people have already been arrested, allegedly charged, and pled guilty, allegedly. I mean, no. I mean, the plea makes it real. Um, yeah, I'm a being alleged. <laughs> you're. Would you at that point, if seven people have pled guilty, and would you be like out in the public being like they're smearing my name in the media? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because at that point, be a- at that point, I already know that my life is over. So I would try my absolute hardest to be the hero in someone else's eyes, even if they're wrong. Win some supporters, huh? Yeah. Can I tell you where I would be? If if at that I'm assuming we did whatever crime it is we're being accused of if seven people have yeah. pled guilty or whatever. I am taking whatever it is that we've stolen or whatever it is we're alleged to have acquired, and I am jumping on a non extradition plane or a plane to a non extradition country, and I'm living as the richest American in Guam or whatever it is. That's a territory, so you pick the the literal worst one. Okay. Uh I'll go be the new Dennis Rodman in North Korea. There you go. Like, I like to imagine that, like, he would find us funny at least, and, like, we'd survive at least a couple days. I, listen, he might just straight up be like, you guys can chill here forever. Like, people like you, and uh, I'm a smart guy. That's so, a fair like, point. Maybe he just That's gives us jobs. No, like, like, you got it. You got it. No problem. Yeah. I'll cover for you. He'll, be, he'll, like, he'll get mad at you, and he'll be like, no, he's cool. And he's like, oh, okay. He's cool. He's cool. He's with me. He's with me. I, I think that makes me hate you even more. <laughs> If we ever come to the point where you have to vouch for me, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, see, you're the one that gets us into the door, but then they're like, oh, you guys can stay. He's here. This guy's cool. I would be like, what is going on? I was personally invited to the Oilers locker room because I'm so cool. You said three words. He was being a jerk to me. Uh, (laughs) Guess whose name he remembered? Mine. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no getting around that, yeah. I would be like a reverse hype man at that point. I would lose my mind and just be so angry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's not easy so yeah, being green, I, baby. <laughs> so, so Brett Favre thinks that everyone's treating him unfairly. And that his name is being smeared in the media. Yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe anybody would think that, you know, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm not even going to make this joke. This makes me sound like a terrible human being. <laughs> Meanwhile, five of the six people who have been charged have already pled guilty. Uh, and for some reason, you know what I think it is, honestly? I think they're waiting for him to pay the uh, the interest, and then they're going to charge him. Yeah, they're like, well, give us the money back. And he's like, here's the interest. And they're like, great. And here's great. your here's your court order. See you on Monday. <laughs> and, and now you're under arrest. Come with us, sir. Bring a check, don't wear a belt, take your shoelaces out. What? Why? That's oddly specific. No reason. Come with us. I'm wearing loafers. <laughs> Perfect. Loafers. 
Yeah, that's like he's not a real Mississippian. Like he's Brett Favre at this point. Like this is stupid. It is stupid, and I don't understand. I don't understand where he's getting support from at this point. Like who is reading up Brett Favre and being like, "Hey man, keep doing what you're doing. Keep your head up. These guys are crazy." That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. I also like that he just straight up raided the coffers, man. Previcus, uh, a pharmaceutical company, got temporary assistance for needy families' money. I don't even know how you. I don't even. I don't even know how you justify that. Like they didn't get a PPP loan. I mean, they might have, but that would be a separate thing. But they got a TANF loan from the poorest state in the in the country. You know, not not weird, not suspicious, not odd. I. It, what isn't Brett Favre guilty of at this point? Uh, being a good person. Okay, all right. Okay, that's... When you write, you write. That's what I'm here for. It's <laughs> been facts. <laughs> you write. Okay, all right. I, I can only poop on this guy for so long. <laughs> I, I need something to happen. I need him to be arrested. I need him to go to jail. I need somebody in Mississippi... It drives me crazy watching these like these long-lasting criminal proceedings going on when things seem so cut and dry. Like the Devontae Adams situation, it's been 24 hours. How have they not just arrested the guy already? Right? Yeah. Like, it's on video. Like, it's a done thing. Yeah. Um, like, the police are like, all right, we're going to have to do some investigation. It's just a guy at a desk pulls up the YouTube video of him shoving a guy, and he's like, yep, all right. <laughs> Stands up. Like, just... That's the end of the investigation, guys. Like, we don't need to... <laughs> The photographer just texts them the gif his friends have been blasting him with for the last two hours of him getting pushed over. Right. <laughs> Here, my friends have sent it to me 48 times. And he's like, no, 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 I've seen that, I've seen that. And then like, he pulls up his oh. Facebook page and is like, look, it's, it's yeah. like, just like what happened to you. Oh, if... man. Oh, that is you. That's crazy. Yeah, that's already on my Facebook page. Uh, that was Devontae. That's nuts. Oh, yeah, it's got his name on his shirt and everything. That's crazy. Huh. Anyways, this is going to take about 48 hours to finish investigation, so... Alright, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this up the ladder and tell my boss everything you told me, and uh, we'll get back to you in three weeks. Three weeks? What just... <laughs> He's like, alright, I'll see, I'll see you around. He doesn't even, like, leave. He just turns to, back to his computer, continues laughing at the <laughs> clip, and then scrolls. He just keeps watching the GIF for another three minutes, yeah. standing in the hospital room. Yeah. Even like size audibly. Oh man, he shoves the crap out of that guy. Oh, it's still you. Oh man, right. That was crazy. Oh man, could you imagine him doing this to you? Oh, that's, oh. oh. Crazy. I would sue him if it were me. But first, I'd have him arrested. Yeah, like I'd oh, call the oh, police. That's, oh, oh, that's me. <laughs> Looks oh, down. Gotta I'm go. a police gotta officer. Go. Oh man, you should have called me. I would have been there. <laughs> I totally would have taken care of this for you. I did. You are. You right. You right. And he's like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, you got it, you got it. Don't worry, I'll tell my boss, no problem. <laughs> anyway, three to five weeks, we'll have an answer for you. We'll let you know if the prosecutor wants to press charges or not. What? I'll, I'll mail your statement to you in two or three weeks. <laughs> it's going to take about three to five business days. I'll give you a reference number when I call you in two weeks. Yeah, don't worry. If you need anything, you can call my uh, my phone on an extension. I work from 12 to 2. <laughs> my office hours are Wednesday from 12 to 1 p.m. Uh, appointment only. I also have lunch from 12.30 to 1, so good luck calling me. 
<laughs> it's like um, it makes you know what it makes me. I don't. I don't. I, I. I shouldn't say it. If somebody accused me of having, let's say, a golf course full of classified documents, and I say no, I don't have them. Hypothetically, and then they show up and take them. It's about that level of it seems cut and dry, right? Like, look, I'm not going to say you're right, but you're right. <laughs> it feels like that should be this level of like, you said you didn't have these. We even asked you in writing, and you signed it and said you didn't have these. Hey, do we you even have drive this? all the way down here and get these? Hey, did you steal hey, money but... from the government? No. <laughs> That's really weird. These text messages directly say, hey, is that money from the government? And then you said yes. Hey, did you shove this guy over on national television? No. Nah, no. No, I didn't. I. Hey, are you a Scottish kicker who doesn't have an American visa? <laughs> no, why do you ask? <laughs> okay, get on this plane and leave the States and good luck coming back. Yeah, like, yeah, I, that's the other thing, is, like, did they need him that badly that they were like, hey, we're willing to risk you getting stranded in another country just in case we need you to win this game? To be fair, he's Scottish, so isn't this basically home? I don't know how Scotland works. I thought they hated the British. London? I thought they were like, freedom, like, that was a whole bit. Yeah, but I don't remember if they won it or not. Don't they? Mel Gibson loses in the movie, so I don't know if they're free or not. Yeah, I mean, they, they lose, but, like, you know, it's still, you know, Braveheart, like, they're there. Also, isn't Braveheart the Irish? I might be wrong. I might just be racist. I don't know, and I'll be very honest. I don't think it, I don't know if it's racism or not, but I don't know the difference. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm googling it, so I'm not racist. Braveheart. I'm pretty sure it's Scottish. Which one wears the skirts? It is. It is. All right. Braveheart is is Scottish. All right, we're good. Sir William Wallace okay. is Scottish. I was correct. Okay, and is he is Scotland free or not? Uh, he fights for the freedom. He loses that fight. They they correct, eviscerate correct. him. Correct. <laughs> right. They then rip his insides out at a public at a public hearing in a castle in front of a dying king, and his last words are freedom. And all of his friends are there in the crowd, and they watch him die, and they cry. But does that make Scotland a free country? I don't remember. Uh, well, if America is anything to go by, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> like George Washington didn't get didn't get like eviscerated in front of the king. I'm pretty sure we won that one. That's true. We are winners. That's true. If you use the American battle plan, we did not get captured and eviscerated. That's a fair point. You're not wrong. Nobody was ever like confess, George, confess. He was like, nah. Yeah, he was America. like he was like America. Then he won that fight. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I don't know the difference. Either way, yeah, I don't know that I would. I guess if I'm the Scottish guy, I don't get on the plane. <laughs> like, we don't have a backup kicker. We don't have a guy who can kick okay. Giants, can you take a different kicker this week? No. We have to take the guy that has potential to never come back to the United States. Like, what if he gets stranded? Like, I know, like, it's probably not going to happen, but, like... Like, what if they deny his visa? <laughs> yeah, like, what if, like, every like every turn, they're like, oh, you didn't fill out this document. And he's like, oh, come on. And they're like, oh, sorry, you didn't do this. It's like, oh, come on. Oh, sorry, this actually oh. expired 20 years ago, and actually you're never allowed back in the Americas. What? Or, or worse than that, let's say while he's waiting to get it approved, he fails, like, a check of some kind. Like, they search his apartment and his roommate has drugs in it or something. 
Yeah, like something completely out of his control, and he can never come back to America. Yeah. Like the, he's yeah. lost forever. He's stuck in another country. <laughs> and he's just a punter. It's not like the NFL is going to go to war for him. Yeah, they're not going to be like they're not going to make a hashtag campaign on the Twitter. <laughs> like it'll be know, like man. it'll be a fan reaction be like bring him back and then the NFL's like dang that's crazy <laughs> anyways starting lineup <laughs> so basically what we're getting at here as we wrap this mess of an episode up is uh these three stories the common theme is being stupid in a modern recorded paperwork riddled era when everything is easily gifable Look upable, Googleable, and public. It's not a good look. Not a good look. I also do like now that we're now that we're kind of mulling it over. In the Giants article, it says that they knew they might have a problem getting him back, and they did it anyways. They, they still were like, "Do you want to get on the plane?" And he was like, "I mean, I, I get, yeah, I guess." Yeah, like if it like, was me, I'd be like, "No, don't don't let him on the plane." It's like, hey, he missed an immigration issue. He might not be able to come back. I'd be like, "Then why am I sending him there?" Right. Someone has to be in charge of telling, like, the team no when the players are like, yeah, let's do this. This goes back to the concussion thing. Like, yeah, I'm sure Tua wants to play. But there's got to be a guy in charge, like the common sense guy. He's like, he's had two head injuries in five days? No, he's not cleared to play. You want to fly over there for one game and the punter might not be able to fly back? No, take a different punter for one week. Yeah, like, like and I hope it's just, you know, what's that really, like, sad-looking dog, like, Looney Tune? That like has like uh, no like Mopey or whatever his name is like that guy. Droopy. It's just him at a desk being like, "Hey, should Tua play? He has two end head injuries." And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Droopy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There just needs to be one like the position is li- you know how like some teams hire clock coordinators. That guy. Where's that guy? Yeah, where's the common sense coordinator? Where's the guy that's like, hey, we should, should we should we statistically do this? It's like, is the extra point available? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> take take the extra point. Like Droopy just like overrides all of the walkie talkies, and he just is like kicking teams. <laughs> Special team go. <laughs> Listen, the Raiders would have killed for that Monday night. Um. Yeah, I, I, it does. It really does blow my mind. The idea that, like, and for all things, a punter, like, <laughs> like, yeah, this, again, like, like you said earlier, like they're not going to fight for him. He's not the star quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a little weird that he got on a plane, knowing that he might not be able to get on one to come back. It was like I like to imagine he, was, he like, was bargaining the entire time. Like, are you sure I should go? And they're like, Oh yeah, you'll be fine. No problem. We got the NFL behind us. And then he's like, Okay. Like all the false confidence in the world, because as soon as he gets there, they're like they're all heading back on the plane, and he's just standing there looking like an idiot. Yeah, the second the plane landed in London, all of a sudden, like the team legal expert came over and was like, "We're having some issues with your visa." And he's like, "You couldn't say that 15 hours ago." Like, <laughs> you couldn't say that while we were still in the states where it wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> yeah, I could have gotten off the plane all the way up until they closed that door and taxied onto the runway. Where were you 15 hours ago? And she's like, ah, you know what? That's a good point. Sorry about that. I like to imagine, like, they're calling ahead, but his phone's on silent because they're getting on the plane. <laughs> and they're like, no, you got to get him off the plane. Someone's like, take off. We are. We're taking off right now. Yeah. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just a punter. 
yeah, he'll he'll survive. I would like to think they gave it to somebody less important than everyone else because it's just the punter. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> like it kept like moving down the like, email chain. Like, yeah. It, legal like, issue. And they're like, like, oh, is this serious? Did someone get hurt? And they're like, no, the punter has a weird visa thing. And they're like, oh, like, you give it to the next guy. Yeah. Chad, the intern, winds up being the guy handling it. Like, they sent it to Giant's legal office, and legal was like, yeah, but I don't want to get involved in this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, don't waste a lot of resources. It's our punter. Don't worry about it. And they're like, okay. But, but put somebody on it. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll put somebody on it. Don't worry about it. Hey, what's the name of the new guy who brings in the coffee? Does he want some work? They're like, yeah, put that on. Chad- he's like he's like studying legal law, like <laughs> frantically, like, I think this is fine. How is your, is it a NATO visa? That's not even what I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's NATO? And they're like, you're, you're perfect for this. You're, you're good to go, my man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even... I mean, I don't know. Man. He's panicking the whole time. Like, if he gets stuck, I'm I'm just gonna... We, I'm not gonna say I called it, but, like, he certainly <laughs> is there. All right. We fooled around enough here on this terrible, terrible episode of Battle Red Radio. Everyone have a great rest of your uh, day. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we will be back tomorrow, and I believe... Don't quote me, but I believe... Colton will be back on tomorrow's episode of Battle Red Radio. So uh, it'll be at least that much better. You know? At least that much better. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Make sure to like and subscribe and share and all those great things. This has been another episode of Battle Red Radio.